Are you a female entrepreneur or aspiring entrepreneur? Are you a professional woman with a passion and want to start your own business or are facing roadblocks that are preventing you from thriving in the one you have? Successful female entrepreneurs have their share of woes to reach their share of wins. Hear their stories and learn how they do it. And you can too. Get ready to win with the Women Who Win Empower podcast. Here is your host, inspirational business speaker and women's empowerment coach, Pat B. Freeman. Hello, everyone. I'm Pat B. Freeman. Welcome to Women Who Win Empower podcast with an entrepreneurial focus. This is where we talk real talk about the woes and the wins of successful female entrepreneurs who win despite obstacles and empower others to win. Our guest today is the CEO and co-founder of My Paper Pusher LLC, a bookkeeping firm in Tampa, Florida. Some of her company's successes include being one of Tampa Bay Times' 2013 top five entrepreneurs under 30 pursuing their dreams. Recognized in 2018 as the Greater Tampa Chamber of Commerce's Small Business of the Year in the 5 to 20 employee category. And she is currently nominated for the U.S. Chamber's Dream Big Award. My Paper Pusher LLC is a full-service bookkeeping company that provides expert weekly and monthly services for hundreds of growing businesses and nonprofit organizations throughout the country. Please welcome this young CEO and co-founder, Samantha Abraham, to the show. Hello, Samantha. Hello, Pat. Thanks for having me. It is a pleasure to have you. I was just thinking the other day, I'll have Samantha on, just meeting you recently at the Greater Tampa Chamber of of Commerce, where you were a panelist. And I was so impressed and fascinated by your story about how you became a business owner. So if you will, please tell us, when did you become an entrepreneur and what inspired it? Well, I like to say that it's a little bit of a funny story. You know, ever since I had my first job, I found myself getting multiple jobs. And at one point was actually working four different positions. So in a way, I like to say I was always entrepreneurial. But for the first time, after working several years at an accounting firm, I also had a job working as a business and tax paralegal for an attorney in a small law firm. And when I had quit my accounting job, the very next business day was April 1st, 2013. And when I was explaining that I was down to my only position, my only part-time position I'd ever had, the attorney that I was working for started to tease me a little bit and make fun of me asking what I was going to do with all this newfound free time. And another business associate was in the conference room at the same time. And she asked me, have you ever thought of starting your own business? And funny enough, I had toyed around with the idea a little bit. And the two of them, my current boss and the business associate, their names are Terry and Kiesel, they had joked, or at least I thought they were joking, and said, why don't three of us start a business together? Being April Fool's Day, I did not think they were serious. And I said, sure, why not? What are we going to do? 
and they had suggested that we offer bookkeeping services because they had worked with entrepreneurs for so long. And that was one of the questions that they got most frequently is, do you know a good bookkeeper? And because I had my background working for the accounting firm and managing all the bookkeeping clients for that small firm, and because I had the paralegal experience working on tax audits and preparing the defenses for that alongside the attorney, they thought that I'd be the perfect fit to run the company. And I liked accounting and I liked bookkeeping well enough. But most of all, I really liked working with the small business owners and seeing their passion and their purpose and being able to be a small part of their success by giving them the good, strong accounting foundations that they needed. We also saw that there was a great need in our local nonprofit community and wanted to be able to build up our community by making sure that they had the strong accounting resources that they needed as well. So it turns out it was not an April Fool's Day joke. <laughs> the very next day, Terry had called me up and told me that I needed to start building the website immediately because we had a prospect meeting in two days with an international nonprofit organization. And since then, we've been doing very well. And I don't regret saying yes to what I thought was a joke at the time. <laughs> I just think it's amazing how life happens sometimes to you. And you may not see it coming, but when you respond to it, before you know it, like you, here you are, the CEO of a company that didn't start out as your idea, but someone else saw it in you. Exactly. I think you just have to say yes to opportunities when they present themselves, whether you feel ready to or not. Mm. So what's the quality, if that is one, I'm not sure how you're going to respond to this, but what's the quality that you think um, that entrepreneurs need to be successful? I think that self-awareness is the key to entrepreneurial success. You need to be aware of your strengths and your weaknesses to be able to surround yourself with people that are smarter than you in the areas that you might not be best at and to be able to use your strengths the best that you can to build your business. You know, for example, you may be great at delivering the service that you offer, being a consultant. You may make the best product in the world but you may not have the human resources experience, the legal experience, the accounting expertise to really build your business into something bigger. And so understanding that about yourself, surrounding yourself with people that are smarter than you, and then also being aware of your emotions and aware of the emotions of people around you, having that self-awareness will be able to help you keep reaching new levels of success and ultimately reach your goals. I tell you, you make it sound simple when I hear you say it, but I hear you as an entrepreneur myself. Uh, it may sound simple said, but it's always not so easy, easily done. How did you conquer? I'm assuming that you may have had some fears even as you pursued this dream or other dreams. How did you conquer fear and anxiety when starting, running, and growing your business? That's a really good question. Um, if you ask anyone who's known me for a while, they will agree that I have some anxious tendencies. And I feel like I've probably been that way my entire life. And the good and the bad part of being an entrepreneur 
is that you are jumping into the unknown every single day. And there's a lot of fear and anxiety that goes along with it. Don't let anyone tell you otherwise. So you have to come up with coping mechanisms um, that work best for you. And that's part of that self-awareness that I was talking about a few moments ago. Mm-hmm. And so one of the, there's two things that I developed for myself that really helped me almost on a daily basis. You know, my knee-jerk reaction sometimes when I'm faced with a question or an opportunity that I'm not sure how we're going to handle, or I'm not sure if we have the resources to do it, or I'm just not ready to say yes, Wes, yes yet. I go ahead and I say, I don't see why not. Because that is an answer that's not saying no to an opportunity, but it's not as scary as saying yes. Because that way you don't talk yourself out of something. And you can later, if you need to, and you realistically find out you can't do it, you can always back out if needed. But more times than not, when you're afraid and when you're anxious, you still want to do it deep down. You just don't see the way out yet. So when you say, I don't see why not, you're giving yourself permission to say yes without necessarily having to say the word yes out loud. And I have found that to be very comforting to me and has allowed me to pursue a lot more opportunities that I feel like I may have gotten in my own way had I not adopted that phrase and mentality. The other thing that I say to myself fairly frequently, because I take my commitment to my clients and my staff so seriously, and I'll take the weight of the world on my shoulders and overthink situations, is I have another calming phrase that this is not pediatric brain cancer surgery and I am not a pediatric brain cancer surgeon. It's okay to make a mistake and it's okay. There's no such thing as a bookkeeping emergency. And those two things keep me grounded, keep me centered, and then I can handle what comes my way personally, professionally, whatever it might be as you're an entrepreneur. I love your thinking that how you your perspective on on things as it relates to entrepreneurship and being able to get through and handle things. How do you handle I've seen you in person. How do you handle being such a young CEO leading teams and clients who are likely to be older and have maybe more experience than you? I probably am one of the youngest CEOs that, you know, I have met and then other people have met. We started my paper pusher when I was only 20 years old. Um, and it's been about six or seven years now. And that has been one of the big challenges I'd say over the past few years, but it's also been one of our biggest assets in my opinion. And there have been many times where I've gone on a consultation. Uh, we've grown our business entirely by referral. So I'm usually going into this consultation having been referred by someone that they like, know, and trust. They go ahead and usually set up the meeting with me. But they may not have expected me to be, you know, at the time, 20, 21, 22, 25, even now, you know, 26 years old. And so I realize that I have to come armed with more facts and evidence um, about my credentials, about my team's credentials about the designations that we have, the testimonials from our clients, surrounding ourselves with other designated professionals to give us testimonials. And the other piece that I did very strategically when we we started the business is I did align myself with two other highly esteemed individuals to be my business partners. Mm 
mm-hmm. that help to lend some credibility, you know, to me as people may view my age as a liability rather than an asset. But in the same token, while some people viewed it as a potential problem for them, a lot of people actually really enjoy having a youthful perspective and the various nuances to that that I can bring rather than someone who's been doing this for 30 or 40 years. Yes. So I think ultimately it's been good from the client perspective. I I totally agree. I'm sorry I interrupted there, but I was thinking as I watched you there on the panel when there were other other entrepreneurs who had were award winners as well by the chamber there. But when I watched you there, I believe at the time as one of the youngest there on the panel, your your responses to the questions almost made me feel as I sat there that you had lived a lifetime because you were so knowledgeable and very quick with your responses, even with wit in your responses as well. So I was very impressed by that. What has been your greatest woe, your greatest obstacle, and how did you overcome it? I think that the, you know, the entire journey of running this business, starting this business and thinking through the future is a series of ups and downs. But I think one of the scariest moments that we had is that I I was blessed in year two of running the company in 2014 to gain an amazing employee who actually was formerly the director of finance for the Salvation Army. She has two master's degrees, many years of accounting experience, just a highly credentialed, amazing professional who wanted a change of pace in her career and saw the work that we were doing with the nonprofit community and small businesses, fell in love with our model and wanted to work for us. I count that day as a blessing every single day. But it was back, I believe, near the end of 2016 that she came into my office and told me that she was going to need to move to Georgia because her husband got an amazing job opportunity that they couldn't pass up. And she was ready to offer me her resignation. And for about five minutes, I was absolutely terrified, thinking that this was going to be the end. She had been a huge key to our success over the past two years. I saw her as having amazing potential to continue to help the company grow. And I honestly didn't know that what I was going to be able to do without her. We had just promoted her to a bookkeeping manager position to help take a lot of the stress off of me because at that time, as many entrepreneurs can relate, I was wearing 22 different hats and she was finally picking up a lot of the pieces. um, So I was able to delegate and get some of my free time back. But after about five minutes of sitting with that pain, with that fear, with that challenge, I realized that especially in the technological world that we live in, that this was not a disaster, that this was actually an opportunity. And so I ran to my business partners and said, I need to talk to you for five minutes. And I asked them what they thought about turning this bookkeeping manager position into something remote so that Mandy could work from Georgia and whether we wanted to explore the opportunity to expand my paper pusher into other geographies and whether we thought Mandy might be able to help with that, whether it's immediate or in the near future. And they said, that's a fantastic idea. Go run with it. So it's 10 minutes after Mandy was trying to go ahead and resign that I told her, I do not accept your resignation. You're going to work remotely. And in the near future, you are going to help 
lead my paper pusher into the whole southeast of the country. Wow. Wow. You know, I think, I think, Samantha, hearing you, you will easily become one of the hardest working, most creative, innovative, young entrepreneurs that create, make opportunities work when there's an opportunity there, because that's fascinating. And there you are now, not just here in that instance, but someplace else outside of this state. It's amazing. It's amazing. Now tell me with that, I don't know how, what's going to be next, but what has been your greatest win or achievement and why? I think on the surface that winning small business of the year with the Greater Tampa Chamber would be the easiest answer. But one of the other things that I'll, I think I'll always think fondly of is that we were able to partner with a few professors at the University of South Florida to get some of their accounting students to have some internships here at My Paper Pusher. And being able to nurture those students um, to use their fresh accounting knowledge and their fresh spirits um, to help our clients and to help them grow as individuals and as burgeoning professionals. I will always hold um, that time dear when we had about five of them at once and we continue to have those interns as they are available. I'll hold that dear because we've had several of them move on to be successful at the big four CPA firms which it's a, a very elite privilege to be able to get a position there. And they have all come back to me and told me that their time at my paper pressure really helped contribute um, to those job interviews to get into the big four. And they all still keep in touch with me, send me emails of updates from time to time about how well that they're doing. And it's good to know that I've been able to share, you know, our impact with those young people um, even if I am young myself as well, it, it's just been able great to see them grow and see them prosper, even in such a short period of time. Well, those are certainly great wins for everyone. It's a win-win for everyone that seems to come in contact with you. Tell me, if I may ask, how many employees did you start out with and then how many do you have today? For about a year, it was just myself doing everything. Um, all the sales, all the marketing, networking, doing all the actual bookkeeping, et cetera. As most service providers that, you know, grow out on their own, that's how it usually starts. Yes. We had our first employee about a year in, um, and now we're up to eight employees and looking to hire another one. <laughs> wow. Now, with the Greater Tampa Chamber having voted you a small business of the year for this certain group, how did this come about? I had been referred to a, a small nonprofit organization in the area and was working with the, the previous bookkeeper who had been a volunteer. Um, she was a, pre, a CPA previously and had now started working as a financial advisor, couldn't volunteer her time to do the bookkeeping anymore, especially because the organization was growing and becoming more successful and needed more time. So she helped, um, you know, transition the bookkeeping over to me. She and I worked very closely to make sure that everything was was straightened out, clear, concise, that the nonprofit felt very comfortable with the transition. 
And she was so pleased and excited about what we were able to do for her and what we were able to do for the nonprofit that she nominated us for the award with the Greater Tampa Chamber. And she was there as a resource to us as we went through the three phases of the competition. There's an application, an interview, as well as an, a site visit. And between her assistance and the teamwork that me, my business partners, and all of our employees played to really show our core values and how we are different in delivering our bookkeeping services, I guess we hit the criteria that the judges were looking for, earned enough points. And from what I heard, we won by one point in our category um, because there were so many other businesses that were just as tremendous as we were. We're just very blessed that we were able to, to win that year. My, you are really making a difference with your business. Did you ever think that you would have a business where you, or even be in business, doing something where you are a part of the economic development of this of this city. Since I really didn't realize that my paper pusher was actually a real business we'd start on on April Fool's Day, I didn't actually think um, that we would would grow to be as big as we are and as big as we hope to be. But now that we've really been rocking and rolling, I am proud of what we're able to do for our small business community. And I'm excited to see where it's going to go because we're not slowing down. We don't want to stop down, uh, slow down. You know, we want to keep growing and helping, you know, our local community and all the communities around us. Well, you certainly have the energy and the attitude. Now, what does empowerment mean to Samantha? And then how do you empower other women? Or do you? Empowerment to me means using the resources that you are blessed to have and sharing what you can with others. You know, of course, you have to take care of yourself. But once you've taken care of yourself in whatever way that means to you, that you need to share those resources, your time, your talent, your treasure with the other people around you so that they can continue to grow and expand both personally and professionally. Um, in terms of empowering women, that's very important to me um, as a female entrepreneur. You know, thankfully in the greater Tampa Bay area, we live in a, a great area for female entrepreneurs, um, but we have to stick together. You know, I think especially in this day and age. And so I try to work with female entrepreneurs as my vendors whenever possible. Mm -hmm. I have, you know, special female networking groups that I like to attend um, so that we can talk and discuss the unique challenges that we might face as women entrepreneurs and how we conquer them together and how we can pass referrals to each other professionally, how we can share the tips and tricks of how we take care of ourselves. How do we juggle our professional commitments with our family commitments with the things that we just want to do for ourselves? So I think sharing that knowledge, sharing that wealth, sharing our talents, and really helping people make connections mm. is something that's very much important to me. Because I would say that's how I have been blessed to be successful, is that people have made connections for me. So I give back and empower others by making sure that I'm making connections for them as well. And being very conscientious about that and, you know, prioritizing making connections, you know, for women and for other people who may not have had the same opportunities or privileges that I have had. 
as well as connecting everyone in general, because I think that's where, you know, that's where our business community is headed. That's where their future is headed is, you know, we're, we're globalizing. So I think that lends itself to connection. Um, and we're still, as much as technology is taking over, there's a lot of automation. People still do business with people. So it ultimately is about forming connections with other people. You are such a genuine person. I saw that from the stage as I watched you. And I'm just so pleased to have you here and you're agreeing to come on the show. Any advice to other young women before we close who are interested in starting a business? Any final advice? My best piece of advice is to surround yourself with people who you feel are smarter than you in whatever that way that intelligence may manifest itself. Ask questions, do your research, and don't let that fear hold you back. It's okay to be afraid. You're going to be afraid. Sit with that fear, recognize that fear, and find a way to move past it and do what you want to do for yourself, for your family, to move yourself forward. That's the biggest thing that I think can sometimes get in the way of, of women in particular, is that sometimes we let fear you know, stop us from doing what we want. So just push past that in whatever way makes the most sense for you. Steal my phrases if you'd like. I don't see why not is a miracle, especially when you're afraid to say yes. Um, and keep reading a lot of books. I know that's really helped me a lot in terms of entrepreneurship and getting past that fear is read as much as you can, surround yourself with people that are smarter than you, and surround yourself with other female entrepreneurs. You're amazing. How can you be reached? You can reach me um, if you go to my website, mypaperpusher.com. All my contact information stays updated there. So that's the best place to check in in case it ever changes. But you can call our office at 813 813- 279-2752, or you can email me at sam, S-A-M, at mypaperpusher.com. Samantha Abraham, thank you for being our guest. You are truly an inspiration. Thank you for having me. I really enjoyed speaking with you. Thank you. Please join us again next time for another episode of Women Who Win Empower. I'm Pat B. Freeman. If you enjoyed today's show, please leave a review on iTunes. Want to be a guest or advertise with us? Visit patbfreeman.com or email to pat at patbfreeman.com. Also, subscribe to the show on iTunes or Stitcher and receive automatic updates. Subscribe early and get a free product or tool from guest and the host to help power your dreams. Also, be inspired by special episodes with successful male entrepreneurs who stand in the gap to inspire and empower women to win. Finally, check out Pat's latest book, Get Your Mind Right, Seven Steps to Breakthrough Confidence for Aspiring Authors, available on Amazon. Join us every Wednesday on Women Who Win, Empower.